What's going on, Card Nation? Welcome back in to another edition of The Breakdown. Here on a Thursday night, Taylor Lynch, Lewis Metzinger with you guys, back in the saddle again like we used to always be. Took some time off, tried to get our schedules lined up, and we've been trying to get back for a couple of weeks now, and it seems like every time we try, something comes up. But we are back with you guys this week. We knew we had to do it. We knew we had to get back together for this one. Um... Because there's just, um, well, there's really nothing to talk about, Lewis, so I don't know what we're going to get into tonight, um, but it could be a boring show, but we'll see. No, of course, we know exactly what we're going to talk about, guys. It's it's the Jeff Brom decision that came down last night. Where does the Louisville football program go from here? I've got some strong opinions. I know Lewis has some strong opinions. We'll get into all of that with you guys tonight, um, but of course, we're just happy to be back here at it. Um, like I said, been a while, but but happy to be back. So, Lewis, um, what's going on, man? Before we uh, dive into everything that's been going on lately. Oh, you know, man, not not a lot. I've been. It's been a really slow couple weeks. Um, you know, just we got the semester winding down in school. Just a couple finals here and there, a couple papers here and there. Just a little bit of, you know, job stuff on top of that. And yeah. then on top of that, football team sucks. Basketball team's pretty good, and. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. been a little bit interesting just uh, waiting to see what all is going to come out here. And we have not done a show since the, what was it, the two days before the Western Kentucky game. Yes. So, yes. It, there's been a couple things that have changed <laughs> since then that we could address. Um, a lot of football games were played after that point. Well, technically. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, According to the yeah, record books. Yeah, in the record books, there were football games played. I'm not, I'm not really sure what I watched for uh, nine more weeks or ten more weeks, but, um, but yeah, let's let's jump in, dude. Yeah, dude, lots of stuff to get to. So, first of all, I guess let's start since we haven't done a show since right before the Western Kentucky game. Um, Obviously, this football season was an absolute disaster. I don't think we need to get our thoughts on that. I think that's pretty clear. Both of us uh, feeling like this year was just an absolute train wreck. Um, your thoughts on Vince Tyree making the decision with two weeks left in the season to jettison Bobby Petrino? Um, I, I think you don't have a choice there. Uh, you know, I think that if you don't do it, like it was at the point, and and this has been – well played out at this point, but where, you know, can you afford to pay Bobby or can you afford, you know, can you afford to not get rid of Bobby? Right. It was that, that whole idea. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, he, Vince talked about it. He wanted to see some, some rejuvenation, some renewed fire coming out of the bye week. And we got blown out out of the bye week, just like we did every other week. And, uh, Team looked awful. Attitude was awful. There was no adjustments made at any point in any game. Um, and honestly, the last good thing that happened was the first two quarters of the, that Florida State game you and I sat through where we had yeah. the, the big old guy with the lisp in front of us that uh, that walked out of there with a smile on his face. Yeah, We walked out of there with our heads hanging. So that was the last memory that I can even think slightly positive about this uh this football season until bobby got fired and then it was all we were all friends again so <laughs> exactly i uh it, it, 
it was something that had to happen, and I commend Jeff. I mean, uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't do that. I, I commend Vince Tyree uh, for taking the time to try to see some improvement from this team, try to see uh, some improvement for, from Bobby Petrino, uh, but he just didn't see it. It just wasn't happening. So he, he did make that decision uh, with two weeks left. And then the team came out and played an inspired first half against NC State, uh, played really tough, but then you know got blown out, which we've seen, and then came out uh, last week against Kentucky, and it was much of the same. I mean, I, that was the first time, I think, in a long time that, Louisville played Kentucky, and I just thought, well, there is no chance at all uh, that they are going to get a, uh, a victory. And, you know, credit Kentucky, they, they came out and dominated and did not leave any doubt in that game. Um, so now we got to the point where we're at right now, where we enter into the offseason without a head coach, and everybody in the city, everybody in college football knew exactly who Vince Tyree was going after. Uh, it was the worst-kept secret, I think, in college football uh, that he was going to target Jeff Brom and go after him and try to get him to be the next head football coach at Louisville. And obviously, uh, Tuesday afternoon of this week, they had their meeting in Indianapolis um, where, you know, Vince laid it all on the line and and made his pitch to Jeff uh, about taking that next uh, step and becoming the Louisville head football coach. And come to find out last night, um, that was not in the cards uh, for Jeff, uh, no pun intended, uh, to become the the next head coach at Louisville, he opted to. I believe the way he put it was honor his commitment that he made and uh, to his players and stay at Purdue. So that was a stunner. That was um, that was a gut punch to the fan base. That was a a, a gut punch to. Um, to I'm sure many in the athletic department uh, that had hoped that he would make that uh, decision to come here. And he didn't do it, Lewis. Um, and I'm still kind of kind of shocked today about it. Um, your initial thoughts when you saw that, the, the news coming out last night from Drew Diener uh, that Vince Tyra was going to stay at Western Kentucky. I mean, uh, <laughs> listen to me. It was going to stay at Purdue. Yeah, man, I gotta be. I'm just gonna be completely real with you this whole time. I was pissed, and I still, right to now, I'm honestly pissed about it. And I haven't really had anybody to talk to about it. And I may or may not have been a little too active on Twitter about it. Um, but it's just, it's, <laughs> it's mind-boggling to me. Um, and there's so many angles to it. Um, that, that it's like, I just flip flop constantly. Like I'll be driving around and I'm like, Oh, you know, I kind of guess I get it. Like, you know, I saw somebody put it this way that the one time, uh, a coach is loyal to the fan base that they're at right now, it affects Louisville. You know what I mean? Like, like coaches are abandoning their, their players and their teams all the time right and the one time it doesn't happen it's when louisville desperately needs a good coach um so it's just i was pissed i was mad at vince you know i've heard his comments on multiple different stations and seen them all on twitter and i get it like 
he probably did the best he could. I just, in my mind, and he may have done this because I don't know. We don't know the numbers. Um, it's mixed reports, all that kind of stuff. But I think if Vince truly did pull out all the stops to try and get Jeff, um, then I, I guess I can't really be mad. But then at the same time, it's like then I go back and forth and I flip and I'm like, well, is is Jeff at six and six at Purdue really worth all the stops? Like, should Vince go above and beyond to get him here when he's, yeah, he's got a lot of ties and we'd welcome him back, but what has he really shown? And then I'm like, now nah, he needed to come. Like, it's just, uh, it's, it, it, it's something I can't explain because it's, it's such unfamiliar territory after how smoothly the Chris Mack hire went to to get absolutely just flat out rejected from somebody who seemingly from the outside was a, the perfect puzzle piece for, for this situation. And gosh, man, I don't know. And then you look at, you know, you whiff on that completely and everybody's bummed in the dirt. And then you literally have to go, okay, well, who else is on the list? And then you got to look at the list and you just, it makes you feel even worse. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you, and I saw a lot of people last night, you know, a lot of people were angry, and I was one of those people. I'll be the first to admit it, if we're being open and honest, I was angry. I was angry last night, um, and I think a lot of people were. I also think there were quite a few people that were trying to be, you know, level-headed about it and, and saying that they respected Jeff for, you know, maintaining his commitment to, to Purdue, and it was admirable, and, and blah, 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 and okay, and that's great, and I get it, and that's fine if you want to feel that way. I don't feel that way. I'm sorry. I just don't. I'm I'm pissed. I'm still pissed off about it. Um, I will probably always be pissed off about it. I don't know if I will ever look at Jeff Brom in the same way. Um, exactly. I yeah. know I don't have the warm and fuzzy feelings about him that I had before. Um, because I understand his, his commitment to Purdue. I, I get it. What I don't understand if, is is if you have a commitment to a place that you've been at for two years, how do you not have a commitment to the place that you played your college football at, you grew up cheering for, your brothers played at, um, your dad played at, your your dad played at, you coached here, um, you have invested m- most of your life into this university, and now you have the chance to lead this football program, and you choose not to take that. Where is that loyalty? Where? That's what I'm struggling with right now. And I know that ultimately it doesn't matter because the decision's made. He's going to stay at Purdue, um, but. It is always going to bother me and aggravate me, um, and I'm sure a lot of the fan base feels this way. This is something that's not just going to go away. Um, yeah, this is a, a an, an anger that I think a lot of people are going to feel for a long time. I feel bad for his family that's still here in Louisville that they're going to have to deal with stupid people um, who are going to come up and say stupid things to them, um, regardless of how you feel about the decision. That's going to be completely uncalled for, but you know it's going to happen because oh yeah, people are people are dumb. Um, and I mean, who who would have ever thought? Like, let's say two years ago or whatever, if if you see, you would have looked at somebody or somebody would have looked to you and said, Jeff Brom will never coach at the University of Louisville. Never. Yeah. You would have said, 
I'll bet a million dollars. Exactly. You would have said, get out of my face with that crazy stuff. Uh, Jeff Brown will be here one way or another at some point. I mean, everybody now, involved thought he was coming. Including his some of his close family. Yes. what I was reading on the Courier-Journal earlier. Yes, but people like, at Purdue now, thought he was coming. Now, there's no way. He will never coach at UofL. Never. No, no. There's no. no way. No, he's burned that... I think he's burned that bridge. I don't think I agree 100%. I, I don't think you can you can walk that back now. You had your opportunity to resurrect the program and you chose not to take it. And from listening yep. to Vince Tyree's comments this morning on the Drew Diner show, um, it sounded like Jeff was not excited about taking the job. From from what he said when he met with Vince Tyree. Vince said he did not right. get the feeling that Jeff was excited about taking that job. Right. And and you don't want that. That's the, that's the last thing you want. Right. If you have to try and convince Jeff why he should be excited to come to Louisville, then... Then that's a red flag. you have to do that with any coach, it's a red flag for sure. Yeah. Because any coach, especially Jeff, though, should be ecstatic about the opportunity... It, <laughs> If that were me in that position, then I would be ecstatic about the opportunity to go back home. And we overplay that a lot, the whole home thing. Right. But he hasn't been at Purdue that long. I mean, he was in at Western before that. That's just, you know, a couple hours down the road or whatever. Like, he right. hasn't been at Purdue very long. He's been in Kentucky forever. You know, it's it's a huge deal. It's a big impact. But, but you blew it, man. Yeah. You blew it, and it's never going to happen again. And if, you know, I don't really wish the bad things to happen. I mean, definitely not, you know, him to get harmed or anything. But I, I am, I'm not cheering for Purdue. But you would Purdue chuckle goes, if they oh, were like four and eight like next year. Last night, if they go <laughs> two and ten, zero oh and twelve, I'll be, I'll be cracking up. I mean, unless Louisville goes zero oh and twelve too. Well, yeah, which is a, a very real possibility. <laughs> it's very um, true. Very but, true. You know, I'll be laughing because you missed your chance, buddy. Yeah. And you you, you you burn the bridges and, you know, yeah, there's some level-headed fans that say, he, did, he I respect him, this and that, and that's fine. I get that. But like you said, the loyalty to L is completely gone. And so now when all the, when he, when he comes back in town for holidays or, you know, you see his name on the stadium or whatever, you don't yeah. have that, like. Oh, our guy, Jeff. No. He's not our guy anymore. No, he's not. He's not anymore. And that. He's Purdue's guy now. Exactly. Exactly. And I've seen people say, oh, you know, he'll always be a Louisville guy and blah, 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 blah. Yes, he'll always be a part of the Louisville football history. You're completely correct. His name will always be in the in the football stadium hanging there to taunt all of us for years to come. Right. But, exactly. But that warm and fuzzy, like I said, that everybody got when you thought about Jeff Brom, that's gone now. It's just, it, it just is. It's gone now. I will not look at him the same way um, because, and thank God, I don't have to pretend to care about Purdue football anymore because that was right. absolutely excruciating. The only reason you cheered for them was because you thought, yeah, I'm going to cheer for our guy because that's our guy and he's going to be our guy. And now he's not. So I could care less. I don't give a damn about Purdue football anymore. I mean, whatever. Enjoy West Lafayette. I hear it's great this time of year. Um, right. Yeah, so, I, I mean, it is what it is, but that was 
that is the first time that I can remember as a Louisville fan going through a coaching search and not getting your guy. Right. And I wondered, honestly, for a, a split second last night, did Vince just not do enough? Right. But I, Vince did everything he could do to try to make this happen. I mean, the money was not a problem. And you could ask Jeff Brom, and he'll tell you the same thing. The money was not an issue. It literally came down to his loyalty to his players and his loyalty to Purdue. And that was what made the decision for him. And when I listen to Vince Tyree today, and I, I hear him say things like he didn't think that, you know, Jeff was as excited about the position as Vince and the fan base was to have Jeff. And hear him say things like, Maybe he was concerned about the enormity of coming back home and leading your alma mater. Then I think to myself, well, maybe he wasn't the guy then. I mean, if you if you can't get up for coming home and leading your alma mater, and if there's even a part of you that is concerned that what if things don't go right, then maybe that's not the guy to lead your program anyway. Now I know. Yeah, no, and I think you're right. And, it, and sorry to interrupt. No, you, but you're fine. Tyra is having a press conference right now, um, and so I'm just seeing all these tweets about it. Um, a couple like things that point out. Um, Tyra said that the package to Brom included a 2019 Honda Accord. <laughs> couldn't bring him. Couldn't sell it. Uh, Brom's going to stick with the, the 2004. Um, he said. Tyra said that. Um, he had to talk to other candidates while working with the Brom camp. He does not believe he will have to sell the fan base on the hire. Um, he said he has had to say no to guys that don't fit, which I saw that Neil Brown is not coming. Mm. So, praise. Um, mm. He said that he wants a guy with head coaching experience, although a coordinator at a top-level program could interest him. And he said um, the athletic department is on probation. He's not going to take risks. But he said he's probably down to five guys. But he got a call from a representative of an intriguing candidate as he walked into the press conference. The reasonable time frame is to get it done next week. So, who knows? Hmm. But That's five interesting. Candidates, hopefully by next week. And some intriguing candidates, apparently. Which I want to know what Vince's definition is of intriguing candidate is because I have a, a list of about two people that are intriguing candidates to me. And I don't think they're the same. Who are your two that would be intriguing candidates? Um, I think the guy from Ohio state, Ryan day, Ryan day. I think my only hesitation there is the whole connection to, um, urban liar or yeah, urban liar. Exactly. Um, <laughs> That's the only weird one for me with that guy. And then, um, oh, shoot, there was one other guy that I was, like, okay with. I really, I don't, I can't see Satterfield working out at all. Yeah. Um, I just, and Neil Brown was a huge no for me. Um, I know. I've tried so hard to sway you on that one. Only because of his comments about UofL. I know. Um. And, gosh, honestly, like, I've seen so many people say, like, 
Heck, just give like Brent Venables a call. Like, why not? He oh, probably has said no without a give doubt. A call again, who cares? Yeah. What's he gonna say? No again? Like, okay. So, I think Mike Leach was the only other one that I would be okay with. Because I don't think it'd really? be that long term of a thing, and it'd be fun while it lasts. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's like that relationship that you know from the very beginning oh, is going to yeah. be doomed, but you're like, ah, yeah. this is going to be fun for a little while. Yeah, I'll ride like this a thing out. Years it'll be fun. We'll have some some amazing quotes. We'll have some <laughs> some you know high powered offense for a little bit. <laughs> terrible defenses. Terrible, just god awful defense. <laughs> but I mean, what else is new? We've had god awful defense for three years. We're already we're set up for Mike Leach. We are already true. completely set up for Mike Leach. Keep keep uh, Van Gorder on staff. Oh, just God. don't even worry about it. God. Maybe decrease his pay a couple million dollars, and then you know. Do you imagine the facial expressions between Van Gorder and Mike Leach that we would get? Oh my. Just that would be just, <laughs> that would be great. I mean, to be honest, I don't know why we haven't at least offered the job to Brian. Like, just said, like, oh. hey man, if we can't get anyone else, are you interested? Just, I mean, he's he's had head coach experience, right? Just completely punt on this whole coaching search. Just throw in the towel. Just call it a day. That was, uh, yeah, I don't know. That was very I interesting, though. throw out Gus Malzahn, and I'm like, yeah, why? I, why? I heard that one today, too. And I don't, I'm of the thought that you never want a guy that got fired. Like, you, yeah. That's not the guy you want to go hire. You want to go hire somebody away from a university, not hire somebody because I got canned by a university. Um, right. And that's why people talk about um, Cliff Kingsley. I mean, he just got booted from Kingsbury. Texas Tech. Yeah. Kingsbury, yeah. Sorry. Um, Ryan Gosling. And... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, the ladies would love I don't know. if we brought in Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, that's true. That's Mr. Studio Girl. Um, I don't... I like the press conference from Tyre though. Uh, I like him getting out in front of it. You, the, here's the thing that's so different from him and, and other athletic directors. You never see other athletic directors get out in front of a whiff like Vince Tyre has done. I mean, yeah. he could easily, easily hold up in his office and not talk to the press and you know not put anything out there. But damn it, he is not afraid. To just get out there and say, here's how it is. Here's what's going on. Yeah, we, we didn't get Jeff, but here's my plan. And and I want everybody to know what's happening. I mean, that is so refreshing to have somebody let the fan base in. Let the media in. Let them know what's going on with their program. I mean, as a season ticket holder, I, I invest money in this program. I feel like I should know what's going on. And yep. for him to get out in front and, and let everybody know what is going on. Um, so it looks like next week we should have an idea of who the next Louisville football coach will be. Uh, I think that kind of fits because you've got conference championship games going on this week. Um, several of the guys that are being mentioned um, – Obviously, Scott Satterfield, his team's playing for a conference championship. If you wanted to talk to Ryan Day, I believe, is Ohio State playing for the Big Ten title, or is that Michigan? 
Uh, I mean, didn't Michigan just get smacked? I thought, yeah, I thought by virtue of Michigan getting beat that Ohio State was playing for the Big Ten title against Northwestern. If that's the case, Ryan Day, Ryan Day is in that game. Obviously, if you're looking at Brent Venables, he's in the ACC title game, which is gonna be just terrible against yeah. Pittsburgh. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, Clemson shouldn't even have to really, play. Yeah, I mean, it's. I really feel bad for Clemson though because. Not only do they have to like absolutely pound Pitt, but then we're gonna like swoop in, nab Dabo right after the game, <laughs> bring him home, put him in Cardinal Red, and it's gonna be a sad, sad scene for those Clemson fans. I'm fine with it though. I mean, I, I, I Clemson fan tears. That's fantastic. <laughs> I um, I had not heard that that coaching rumor yet. That's that's Vince called me just a little bit ago after his presser, and he said, I got an intriguing call from Dabo Sweeney. It was not about Brent Venables. It was about Dabo himself, and he is interested in red and black, and he's going to you know come down after the conference championship, and we're going to hammer it out. Wow. So just be on the lookout for that. Okay. I don't want to okay. leak it. Yeah. I mean, we have the scoop at the breakdown, so I mean, if we want to push that first and just see what happens, then just put that out there and see how it goes. Yeah, just see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, I don't think that's getting very Yeah, I don't see that uh, I don't see that getting any traction, getting uh, see that going anywhere. Uh, well, but you tried. You tried, though. Good effort. Good effort, man. Good effort. Thank you. No, but I, I do uh, – it does make sense, that, that timeline. And because, um, like I said, many of these guys you're going to be talking to are, are going to be playing conference championship games this week. So it only makes sense. Um, where does Louisville go from here? If you're Vince Tyree, who is at the top of your list? Um, I, I mean, from all accounts, it seems like the Satterfield guys at the top, and I just here's I my mean, thing with him. I don't think he's a bad coach. No, I don't either. I just don't. The issue is going to be after Jeff Brom, you're not going to find anybody that's going to ignite base. Right. Exactly. So if that this higher, you might as well kind of just mail that one in because I don't see that happening. I mean, I don't know if he, he's never been a, a coach at this level. So, I don't know how how he would do at this level. Um, so I wonder that, and he's never been a head coach like anywhere, but uh, he's got strong North Carolina roots. So, I mean, I think that would be good for recruiting in the ACC, but I just, I don't know. He does nothing to, to really light up the fan base. Exactly, yeah. I mean, you're, you know, they talked about this on everywhere, essentially, but you, I heard Jody Demling talking about it, but you have to do so much more now to sell the coach. Like if you get Brom, you don't have to do any work. It's cake. You just say, Hey guys, here he is. Jeff Brom, just who you wanted. He walked in ticket sales, skyrocket. Uh, everyone's hyped about the Notre Dame game. 
you go and steal the recruits back to Kentucky because God knows why they would ever want to play Kentucky. And then you, you bring Rondell Moore, but apparently he didn't want to come. But you bring, you know, uh, Milton Wright and all those kind of guys that from from the local area that would ignite the program again and you sell out the Notre Dame game and you have a big blowout win there or whatever happens. But this coach that comes in, I mean, if he starts off the season next year, I don't know the schedule next year, but if he starts like 0 and 2 or 0 and 3, like just pack it up, man, like you're done. Like you don't you you'll lose everything. Like all the support that already is minimal at best will be gone. Yeah, it's it's going to be very difficult for the next guy to really rally the troops and get the kind of support um, that I think Jeff Brom would have got. And it's going to be very difficult to salvage this recruiting class and whoever it ends up being has a long road ahead. I mean, period. I don't think Satterfield's a bad coach. I definitely don't think Neil Brown's a bad coach. I don't know if you can get past the comments that he made uh, when he was at Kentucky. But just like I told you earlier today, I mean, what kind of comments did you expect him to make about the rival when he's at school? Um, but I don't know. Know if you can if you can ever get past that. Um, aside from that, it gets to be a very murky talent pool i would really like to be i would love to know the guys that have reached out to vince since that decision from jeff uh who those intriguing targets are um and i'd also like to know who the guys are that he told no that he said yeah, yeah. I, I i think we're good on that one but thank you yeah appreciate it no though thanks. yeah i would good. love to know who those were honestly like i said a couple weeks ago when a lot of old, like ex-players were talking about Clint Hurt. Thanks, um, but honestly, I think I might have changed my tune. On that. I think I would be okay with Clint Hurt. Um, really? Or, or even like, I don't know how well this would work because I don't know how old he is. He seems very, very young. But like, I mean, if we brought like Clint Hurt back and like Court Dennison or like. Uh, like Vance Bedford, like all those kind of guys, like in different roles, like I think you could almost piece together a more effective staff than like trying to go all out on a head coach and have him bring in his guys. You know what I mean? I yeah. think that might work, but I don't know. That's a total experiment and who knows. I mean, I think any staff is going to be better than the staff. Oh yeah. There's no doubt about that. Cause that's, yeah, I mean, that just goes without saying. I think any staff you get at that point is going to be um, head and shoulders better than than what we're rocking with right now. But um, I'm excited to see what happens at this point. I mean, all bets are off. I don't know what to expect anymore. But hearing Vince say that he's down to five guys uh, and got a call from an intriguing candidate as he walked into the press conference – is pretty exciting. Um, and maybe this ends up, I mean, this seems like, you know, such a dark time and, and, you know, you got the, you got the gut punch last night, but you know, maybe this ends up being, um, maybe, maybe this ends up being, 
a really good thing and a really good moment for Louisville football. Yeah, I mean, that's, there's definitely the possibility that you you know you swing and a miss on on a guy that you thought would be perfect and all that kind of stuff. But like, you know, it, it's I wouldn't say it's a very real possibility because I think Jeff's a great coach. But oh yeah, there's potential that you know. He could, you know, stick it out to his commitment at Purdue. And again, it's extremely unlikely they have a great recruiting class coming in. He's a great coach. He gets his guys ready. But I mean, there technically is potential that it could not work out how he thinks it's going to. Mm-hmm. And like we've already talked about, sorry, buddy, you know, you missed the chance. And then Louisville could, uh, they, they could make a great I... hire and it could be great. And I'm, you know, I'm saying that to try and convince myself because I do not see it right now. I know um, at all, but that is, uh, you know, it looks like Texas Tech has their guy. They'll go with uh, Matt Wells, uh, the former Utah State head coach, um, will now take over at Texas Tech to replace Cliff Kingsbury. Um, I, I've got this article, Lewis, uh, from a friend of the show, uh, Mike Carmen, who uh, we had on last season, uh, covers Purdue for the Journal and Courier there in West Lafayette. He's got a piece out right now uh, about Jeff Brom and about his decision to stay at Purdue. Uh, He actually managed to catch up with Jeff today and speak with him. Uh, Jeff said this is by far, number one, the hardest ever, not even close. Uh, Brahm said about the decision to stay with the Boilermakers and bypass an opportunity to return home. The news Wednesday that Brom was staying at Purdue brought joy and relief to Purdue's fan base. The reaction was much different across the Ohio River, where the city firmly believed Brom was returning to save the Cardinals from their recent struggles. He confirmed he met with Louisville Athletic Director Vince Tyree on Tuesday. The bottom line, Brom wasn't going to make everyone happy, including some who are very close to him. It was gut-wrenching. It was excruciating, more emotional than I would like, which is a whole lot emotional, um, Brom said. I know I was going – I know I wasn't going to please everybody. When you know whatever you do, you're not going to please everybody, you – Times it by another 10 on a scale of 1 to 10. It's by far above 10, and nothing has even been close. Uh, let's see. If that's not a word salad, I, I know. It was disappointing. Let's see. It has disappointed quite a few people. It's disappointed quite a few people that I'm close to, actually real close to. I get it. But at the same time, You have to be strong in your conviction and believe in what you're all about. None of us are perfect. I'm not. But I'm going to try to do the right thing, Brom said. Uh, Let's see if we've got anything else in here from him. Read the the part about about, uh, Rondell. Let's see. Purdue's been great. And that's no shot at Louisville. Louisville was great to me. Uh, I like it where I'm at, and I think we have all the resources we need to continue to get better. Blah, 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 blah. Really, the last place I was at, I probably would have stayed there forever. Other than this is a step up in football, and I need to do it right here. 
also talking about Western Kentucky. Uh, let's see. There's a bit about Rondell that that I I retweeted, but it is it's pretty. I think it's pretty significant. I'm I'm surprised it hasn't caught on. Well, go ahead and and, and read that because I haven't got to that point yet. Okay. Um, he said, and sorry, my mic changed. Uh, my headphones are Bluetooth and they died. So no, you're okay. Second, but um, can you hear me all right? Yeah. All right. He said, um, and I don't have the beginning of this. I just have like the little section specifically, but. He said, when I sit in people's houses and they specifically ask me, coach, are you going to be there? And I say yes. And even more detailed, when people like Rondell Moore and others specifically ask me, coach, I'm not interested in going there if you're going to Louisville. You're not going to Louisville, are you? And I say, no, I'm not going to be there. So Rondell did not want to come to Louisville. Wow. (laughs) That tells you anything. Um, So even if. You know, we all just had it just marked down that Brahms comes and he's bringing Rondell and he's bringing, you know, Milton Wright and he's bringing, you know, any other little, any other of the star guys they have on there. They'll have to sit out a year, sure, but they're coming and they'll be back and whatever. It doesn't sound like that. Many of his players wanted to come to Louisville, if any. So. Yeah, that was interesting. And I just, I got to that part there. Um, if you've got that, can you tweet out the the link to that article um, on our breakdown Twitter page? Uh, yes, so that people can can see that. Um, it's an interesting article. It's a good read from uh, from our friend Mike Carmen uh, at the Journal and Courier. I would encourage you. I'm sorry, I'm having all kinds of issues with my mic tonight, too. Um, if you guys uh, are interested in all about uh, looking into this story anymore, if you're ready to get past it, um, I would suggest Mike's piece. It's a great piece. Um, yeah, but I just... I. It's going to be interesting to see where Louisville goes from here and, uh, and where they look for their next head football coach. Um, whoever it is, though... It's going to have some big shoes to fill, and not because of Bobby Petrino, uh, but because of where this fan base was at with thinking that Jeff Brom was coming. I mean, it's it's a gut punch, but it's something that you have to move on from. And, and I'll tell you what, Lewis, I am confident in Vince Tyree, and I'm confident in his ability to go out and find a guy that is competent and ready and willing to lead this program and be excited about leading this program. Um, that's what whoever this next guy is, that's what he's going to need to, to bring with him is excitement, passion. Um, he's going to need to be a guy that can rally the troops, get the fan base excited, get these players excited, but also be somebody that can come in and bring some discipline, uh, which is something that's sorely, sorely lacking uh, from this team, and you can see that um, you could see that from watching the last game against Kentucky. I mean, it was obvious that the uh, the the discipline was not there by any means. Um, so he's going to have to bring all of those attributes with him um, when he takes uh, when he takes over this program. So it'll be very very. Uh, interesting to see what ends up happening but again next week looks like we should have an update on um on who the next head coach will be so it's uh, it's gonna be a fun one that's for sure um 
I think maybe one of the one of the shocking things that we've seen Lewis so far come out of this uh, coaching carousel so far is uh, Paul Johnson calling it quits at Georgia Tech. Uh, deciding he yep. is going to retire. Um, All he had to do was just absolutely obliterate Van Gorder, and then he was uh, ready to pack it up. Yeah, had nothing else to uh, nothing else to play for, so he was done yep, was after uh, after absolutely annihilating Brian Van Gorder's defense um, one last time. But him and everyone else, I mean. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I said several times during that Kentucky game that there is nothing that the Kentucky fans around me can say to hurt me uh, because Bobby has already done all of that, um, and this team has That's already true. has already hurt me. So there was nothing else that I could say that was that, that they could say that was going to make it any worse. Um, that was just that was awful. But glad that this football season is behind us. You were talking about uh, the schedule, and obviously we open uh, next season. With Notre uh-huh. Dame uh, at home, uh, also have home games against Eastern Kentucky. Uh, have the game in Nashville next year against Western Kentucky. Uh, travel to UK next year, and then have ACC uh, road games against Florida State, Miami, NC State, and Wake Forest. And right. have home awesome. games, <laughs> home games against Virginia, Syracuse, Clemson, and BC. Or winning uh, one of those. Let's go. <laughs> really? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was hoping you wouldn't ask me. Bold. Um, Bold, Bold well, prediction. He's gone, so maybe Syracuse. I don't know. That's what I've been saying through this whole process. These teams, Syracuse, you know, Wake Forest, Boston BC. College, these teams that had really good years. They're gonna fall back down to earth. Yeah, I mean, gone is AJ Dillon after this is season. He? Oh yeah, you yeah. Sure, he, he... I thought he was a freshman last year. <sighs> he was a freshman last year. Remember? That's that was the whole right. Thing is he came in as a freshman and just destroyed us. Okay, so AJ Dillon's still gonna be there. <laughs> so Boston College may have six wins next year. Um, no, so Boston College will still probably be pretty good. Um, Syracuse will be down, but they do have that other quarterback that's pretty good that, that did beat out Dungy part of the year. Um, yeah. I forget his name. He's got like a little like rhymey name. <laughs> He's got a rhymey name. It's like, you know, like Max Maximus or something like that. <laughs> what is his name? I don't know. You look that up. I'm going to continue okay. degrading the rest of the ACC while you look that up. Yeah, you keep going. Um Kentucky, I hope to God, falls back to earth. I mean, I do know it's going to be gone. I mean, don't tell me that kid's got some more eligibility. You know he's going to go get that money at the end of this year. So you've got that to look forward to. Um, Florida State has some of potentially getting any better. Um, I'd like to think they'll still suck next year. Um, I hope Virginia falls back to earth. They did the most Virginia thing possible, which was lose uh, to your non-bowl eligible rival in Virginia Tech in a year when you should have creamed them. Uh, and, of course, they didn't. Um, so you would think Virginia is going to fall back to earth. Ryan Finley will be gone from NC State. Um, yep. So they'll be replacing their quarterback. Uh, Miami was a hot freaking mess this year. Um so we'll we'll see what they end up being next year. Is and, Dorch back again? 
and Wake Forest is Wake Forest. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think I'm not sure. Um, I do know because I know um, what's his face, the guy we we just kicked off the roster. He's gone. Yeah, Matt Colburn who had over 100 yards every single time he played Louisville, which was poetic justice for him. And then, of course, you have Eastern Kentucky, and you have Western Kentucky, which is going to be under a new leadership. Um, they it was were... Tommy DeVito, by the way. It's not Rimey at all, but oh, okay. we'll go with it. Okay, Tommy DeVito. So Danny DeVito's cousin, um, Tommy DeVito, the quarterback at uh, Syracuse next year. Uh, Clemson will still have Trevor Lawrence. They'll still be a freaking buzzsaw. Um, but I think the opportunity is there for Louisville to not be the doormat of the ACC next season. It's like really the sound of those. Keep going. It's that's that's all I got. Um, it's just not the doormat. Not maybe the first couple steps before the door, but not the doormat gotcha, itself. Gotcha. Um, no, I, baby steps. I mean, this team could be a six and sixteen next year under the right leadership, um, with a coach that actually is coaching and hasn't just mailed it in. Um, I think there's enough talent, especially offensively. On this team, you got to find a quarterback, though, and I don't know yeah, where that's absolutely. coming from. I, I don't know who that's going to be, but you got to find a quarterback, whoever this next head coach ends up being. Um, but I think there's enough talent offensively. I mean, if you get a good defensive scheme with a defensive coordinator that actually knows knows what they're doing, I think there is some talent on this defense, especially along the defensive front, where. You can have a decent year. I mean, I think this can be a team that gets to six wins next season. I mean, you look Eastern Kentucky and Western Kentucky, you've got two wins there. Um, and then you go through the rest of the season, the opportunities are going to be there for Louisville to get six wins. Um, it's just, it's all going to come down to who that next coach is and. Can he get the most of the talent that's on this roster? And can he bring some guys in in this in this upcoming recruiting class and actually come in and make an impact? Um, that remains to be seen. It's going to be tough, though, with the early signing period and not having a head coach until next week um, is really going to be difficult. But again, kudos go to Vince Tyree. The dude's out recruiting. I mean... Show me a good AD, and I'll show you one better. Like, the dude literally took his test to pass the NCAA rules for home visits so that he can go meet with recruits. Dude's a boss. I'm. There is no better AD. At me, I don't care. There's there's no better AD than Vince Tyree. I'm so thrilled to have him on our side. And I trust that he's going to... He's going to find a way to get it done um, and and find his guy and get his guy in there. And I feel really bad, Lewis, because with all of this Jeff Brom stuff happening, of course the basketball team gets overshadowed by the fact that they got the signature win so far of Chris Mack's tenure here when they – just took it to 
well, really took it to Michigan State in the first half. And then, of course, Michigan State yeah. does what they've done all season, which is yep. come back and in the second half and just make it a game and make you sweat and stand in your living room and scream and jump up and down and cause things on shelves in cabinets to rattle and nearly fall off. Um, I really hope this trend of games going to overtime mode does not continue. I don't think my heart can handle it uh, if it keeps going much more. But Louisville gets a signature win over what I think will be, when they're healthy, a really good Michigan State team. Um now we just need Michigan State to continue on and go win the Big Ten and make right. that an incredible uh, resume-building win uh, for Louisville. What do you think, just a couple games in, uh, of what Chris Mack has been able to do with this program so far? Um, I, I really like – it's just it, – it's mind-blowing, actually, what – and I love David Padgett. I always will. But what a difference a knowledgeable, experienced – head coach can do for the same roster. Um, and, and I think that's the thing that gives me a little bit of hope about the football team and not like the basketball team last year was as bad as the football team is this year, but I think it can be a similar type of situation where you get guys re-energized and you get guys that were completely different players last year to completely buy into your your uh, mentality and and resemble you in their toughness and resemble you in knowing their role and completing it and and fulfilling it as best as they're capable of doing. And you see guys um, that who who knew like based on red white scrimmages. Um, uh, there's a red white scrimmage. There was only one this year, but who knew based on that, um, that a guy like, um, okay, that a guy like Quan four, um, who looked okay during the scrimmages, but who knew, I didn't know based on those scrimmages that he would absolutely lock down Michigan state point guards. Not, not like, oh, he locked down Fresno state, uh, community colleges, point guards. No, he's locking down. Uh, five-star, you know, um, point guards that, that are seasoned. I mean, completely. And he got two offensive foul calls on him that were complete and utter garbage. And the officiating this year has been terrible, as a side note, across the board. Every game I've watched, just terrible. I don't know what they're doing. But two awful offensive foul calls, or, yeah, offensive foul calls that should have been defensive fouls. And so his defense should have been even better um, had those gone his way. But that was great. You've got Akoya Gao. Who knew in, in two of your biggest games in overtime, Akoya Gao would be a fundamental piece in those games going to overtime and you playing as well as you did, and not Stephen Enoch, who has been on the bench for what seems like the whole season with foul trouble. I mean, you got those guys buying in. You've got Malik uh, playing defense and, and, and being a post player. I mean, it's just crazy um, how well – uh, Chris Mack has been able to get guys to buy into his scheme and look them in the eye and say, this is the type of player I want you to be. And this is the type of player that I know you're going to be successful being. And those guys say, yep, coach, you know, best. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to be a defensive ball Hawk. I'm, I'm going to be a low post player. I'm not going to stand on the three point line. Um, you know, Christian Cunningham, I'm going to be a, a pure point guard. I'm going to distribute, and then if I need to score and I need to hit free throws, I'm going to. And then 
on top of all that, just give it up for uh, my dude, Ryan. Mr. Ryan Steel, your girl. Man, <laughs> with the just, just nads the size of watermelon. Just hitting every three from all God knows where on the court. Missed one free throw, and he was pissed about it, too. Yeah. I mean, my man showed out. I mean, he'll go. That's one of those games you you never forget. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's like oh, remember when Ryan McMahon went off against Michigan State? Like you never forget that kind of stuff. Um, so just just all around a really really fun team to watch. Now I really wish they would have finished off that Marquette game. The Tennessee one, yeah, they played really really well. It got away from them at the end. It ended up being I, I don't think the final score was indicative of how the game actually went. Yeah. But the Marquette game was very 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 frustrating. Because they had that game won, they did win the game. They won. They were up, they were up by a point at the end of regulation. Oh my gosh! That, I know that's a whole another can of worms. But I'm, you know, that you said it. That was first first signature win of the Mac era, and I I don't think it's the last one this season, let alone for the rest of his career. So no, I'm right. <laughs> I'm right there with you. No, it's that Marquette game. It was aggravating, but I also think that, I mean, when you look at that team, that's a Marquette team that's going to be really good the remainder of this season. Uh, they've got guys that if they need to get healthy too. Uh, so I think that that's going to be a, a, a really good team um, as the season continues for them, especially in the Big East uh, where you've got Villanova that's reloading. Um, so I think that's going to be – very interesting, um, and probably won't look like such a bad uh, loss once once the season plays out for Louisville. Um, but very happy, very happy with that win. Um, and just like you talked about, seeing guys just just give their all, just buy in completely to what Chris Mack has been teaching. Um, and I am absolutely loving what I'm seeing from Christian Cunningham. I mean, he has been a steadying force on this team uh, and has been a guy that it's getting to a point, Lewis, where if there's a clutch situation, you're like, I want Christian Cunningham and I want uh, Ryan McMahon on the floor. If it's a yep. if it's a clutch moment, a clutch situation, those are the two guys I want on the floor. Uh, and that, I don't think at the beginning of the year, if I'd have said, hey, these are the two guys you're going to want on the floor in clutch moments. I don't think that uh, you you probably would have looked at me like I was nuts, um, but but that's the way it is. And I mean, I'm excited about this team. I think this is definitely a tournament team. I mean, especially if they play with the type of the the type of passion and just. They just gave their all. I mean, if you play that way night in and night out, you're going to win games that you're not supposed to win. Uh, yep. Now, I also think this team's probably going to lose a couple games. I mean, obviously, the Marquette game, uh, the Tennessee game, I think mean, they're going to lose some games they're probably not supposed to lose. Um, but I think this is going to be a tournament team, an 8-9 seed in the tournament. Um, and then at that point, I mean, it's all just going to come down to mashups. Uh but anybody that thought that it was going to be forever before Louisville basketball was back, I, you're crazy. I mean, and the the best part about it is, you, you the roster you're looking at right now, um, you know, minus Cunningham, uh, four and a gal. Like, 
add six guys on top of that. Yeah. That are all in what the top one hundred exactly, two hundred whatever. Like, come on. Like, I don't think that this team is definitely, in my opinion, a tournament team. I think next year's team is no question a tournament team and a, a well seated tournament team. I think the year after that, you're looking at a a title contender, one hundred percent. If you would have told me that uh, a year ago, hell, if you would have told me that nine months ago, I would have laughed at you. Yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt at all. Um, yeah. So, I don't know about you, dude, but I am feeling better now that we had this We had this show and we had this conversation, this hour together to vent about um, all the things that have been going on lately. I'm feeling a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's uh, – <laughs> how awesome would it have been to just knock off Michigan State in overtime and then – nab jeff brom the day after like yeah, it would have been great oh yeah there would have been like no question about it but this basketball team like it's just having chris mack has been just uh, a delight from uh, and you know I, I know dark times will come we'll lose games we'll we'll lose games we shouldn't and you know may not make the tournament whatever like it'll happen I, I, i'm prepared for it but he is just so likable and just does all the right things. And he does all the right things without trying to do all the right things. It just comes naturally to him. And you just can't help but like the guy. Um, and so I'm, I'm, Vince nailed it. He went out, got the guy, smissed on Brom. But, you know, to be honest with you, I have an overwhelming amount of confidence that he will make a hire that he feels is the best possible. And then we're just going to have to roll with it and see what happens. So. I think he hasn't done anything to, to prove that we should not support whatever hire he ends up making. I mean, honestly, he went out, he got Chris Mack. Uh, he went out and had this meeting with Jeff Brom and did not get the warm and fuzzies from that meeting with Jeff Brom. Regardless of what Vince said, he did not get that feeling from Jeff. So he's going to go find him a guy that gives him that feeling and that has that enthusiasm for this program and for coming in and leading it. And he's going to make the right decision. And again, like I said, there's nothing that we have seen from Vince that um, makes us think that we can't trust uh, the decisions that he makes. So in Vince, we trust. Um, Looking forward to the next Louisville basketball game and uh, looking forward to next week when we find out who will be the new head football coach for the University of Louisville. Of course, we will keep you guys updated on Twitter uh, at the Breakdown UL, or you can check us out at Lewis Metzinger and at Taylor Lynch as well. Um, we've got another weekend left in our picks uh, coming up. We will make our picks for the conference championship games uh, this weekend, and uh, then of course uh, we've actually got two weeks left: uh, conference championships, and then uh, of course the semifinals and the national championship uh, coming up as well well so we'll make those picks and you can see those online too so for lewis i'm taylor this has been another episode of the breakdown uh make sure you subscribe to us on itunes and uh get uh, constant updates when we uh do a show for you guys of course hit us up on twitter like i said or hit us up on the website thebreakdownul.com for lewis i'm taylor peace out guys go cards invents we trust and we will talk to you guys soon peace Dark of the night